Except that I am feeling beside myself There's a relief from the stress cracked formula production of indefinite health Welcome to the Flickercast. The podcast for the Flickr community. I'm Jason Matthews. And I'm Brian Campbell. And this is episode 11. Cool. So, yeah. uh, first thing off, I got, I've got i got a correction to make on something I said last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Flickr Fling. That's the, the thing that reads the RSS uh, feeds and gives a picture for each word. And I said that they were obligated by the API to link back to Flickr, which is not true, and I should have known that. Um, I was thinking of the people who use the blog this button uh, because they are required to link back to Flickr. But if you're using the API, um, you don't have to. And I, I should have known that because uh, the app we talked about in the same episode, uh, Flickr, didn't right. link back to the photos themselves. And uh, I was just fine with that. So I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, and, we... Uh, we were actually messing with that during the episode, and it just yeah. didn't click that, uh, hey, this is not linking back, and right. they're doing nothing wrong. <laughs> but it should, because it's a good idea. Right. And it makes it makes the whole thing hard to use if it doesn't link back. Yeah, especially when I find uh, pictures using whatever Flickr toy we were, we're messing with, mm-hmm. and I want to add them to my favorites or um, show them to you or someone else. Right. It's uh, always nice to have more than a thumbnail there, or whatever. <laughs> So, um, speaking of last episode, we mentioned uh, how it would be nice if um, Flickr had the ability to search EXIF data. For specific types of cameras. Right. And, um, you know, uh, shortly after that, we have a a nice response from uh, Siron on our um, Flickr group. And basically, he says that there is a way to do it. Um, We'll have a link to this in our show notes, by the way. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, for example, if you want to find um, something with the E300 camera, which is an Olympus, by the way, um, his favorite camera, then you could uh, do this uh, a Google search. And basically, Google will search through Flickr, and um, it uses a little syntax, which is a little complicated to talk about on the podcast, but it's uh, site colon um, flickr.com space parentheses and it says taken with an e300 e-300 parentheses that's actually quotes oh quotes parentheses, yeah um the site colon flicker.com restricts all the results just to flicker.com uh that's just part of google and then i actually building on his original suggestion i worked up a different way to search mm-hmm. uh that's a little more accurate or or a little easier to use because you don't have to take into consideration how it's worded on the site um, with his original example, he he uh, searched on taken with an, uh, which is the the an is where you get into trouble, um, because it can be either a or an depending on the name of the camera. But right. anyway, the way I changed that was to search for uh, site colon flicker dot com space and in quotes taken with, and then space and then in quotes name of the camera. Uh, and that, re- that returns a lot more results and it'll work with any type of camera. Uh, but the thing you have to be aware of is um, how does Flickr name the camera? For example, uh, Canon 350D. 
um, also known as the Rebel XT. Right. Depending on whether that's an American version of the camera or an uh, international version of the camera, it'll have two different names in Flickr. So if you search for Taken With 350D, you'll get a whole set of pictures. And if you search for Taken With Rebel XT, you'll get a whole other set of pictures. But they're both the same camera. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, problems arise there. But until until Flickr themselves implements this feature, if they ever do, um, right. this is probably the best we can do. Uh, there was another suggestion I saw on the Flickr Ideas Forum that to make similar to this idea, but mm-hmm. within Flickr to make that taken with a line uh, a link to other pictures taken with other pictures that basically match that taken with uh so on mine where it says taken with a Canon EOS 20D uh, that would be a link and then it would go to other pictures taken from you know, same kind of camera the same camera yeah that's a good idea and that's um, that seems to be workable but uh, yeah. I don't know if they'll do that or not it, it'd be useful um, yeah. you know like we said if you are looking into buying a certain um, brand and model of camera then you want to see some sample pics out there and um, besides going to sites like DP Review um, where they usually find the you know perfect subject material and have you know really high end uh, equipment so you see the, basically the best of what that camera can take you could see um, kind of uh, the average pictures taken with, the, with that type of camera on mm-hmm. Flickr if someone could just simply search by EXIF data. so Right. Um, until then, uh, you just have to search by tag and hope people tag it. Right. Tag those photos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, another interesting little bit of news um, probably happened about a week ago, uh, shortly after the last podcast, wouldn't you say? Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Flickr has something they call a navigation widget. Um, this is new, and um, I don't know how much how much of it I'd consider a widget, but basically if you look at uh, someone's photo stream or a set, um, but by the uh, thumb, thumbnail previews, there's a little, um, basically they, they coded this in Ajax, and you'll see more where you could go back, more where you could go forward, and the browse button, as well as uh, view as slideshow. And it just gives you kind of a quick way to uh, go through more photos uh, that the person has in their stream or set. And uh, you could click on the thumbnails, and they'll go to the full-size image, of course. And uh, the the slideshow is pretty slick. Have you tried that yet? Oh, yeah. The slideshow's been around forever. Um, But what they added is the ability to to scroll ahead or back uh, from the photo you're currently viewing. Um, Right. Otherwise, that little navigation widget works the same as it did before, where you can click on either the previous or next picture and go to that one. Um, what I really like is it gives you a way to see a given photo in its context without having to load a whole bunch of stuff from the site. Right. Um, you don't have to load each image to to uh, see what the next one is. You can just right. scroll through them with the more buttons. But then also, I think that the browse button is what I really like, because in, you can just jump right to the photo stream. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just jump right to the page on the set or the page on the photo stream where the picture is. And the nice thing is, uh, you know, once again, they, they use Ajax to do this. And uh, with Ajax, <coughs> it doesn't have to reload the page every time. It feels more like you're using um, a computer program than you're, you are uh, browsing a typical website. 
It's one of those fancy schmancy, fancy pants, webs 2.0 kind of stuff. Yeah, web 2.0 in in quotes there. Right. But uh, pretty cool. Oh, I have uh, something else I wanted to throw in here. This is uh, for old school users. Uh, You may not, you may remember this if you've been on the site for a while, because they did away with it, but they didn't do away with the functionality. Um, What they did away with was the button that would easily link you to this. Go to any photo page, and then at the end of the URL, add in slash surf, and that will take you to uh, what used to be called the photo stream view, or Mm -hmm. something like that, or the stream view, um, where you get uh, one large picture in the center, and then you can see slightly smaller thumbnails off to the left and right of it. So it's a little clunkier way of browsing, but uh, I like it for the nostalgia factor. <laughs> they took it. They they took the button away because it was just like it was three wavy lines, and it was kind of confusing to new people. Like, what is this? What what does that oh, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to confuse the the new people. Right. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Okay, okay, now we got to segue into the uh, retriever thing. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. That was a good enough segue. Run with <laughs> yeah. that. So go ahead and take this one, Jason. Oh, me? All right. Well, okay. Um, yeah, the next thing up is uh, Retriever, which was blogged about. And actually, uh, this is the one where we got like two or three emails all right in a row about this thing as soon as it came out. Uh, and then I saw it on Dig and uh, probably a couple other places too. Um, right. Basically, you go to this page and link in the show notes. Um, yeah, and then you get a uh, an area where you can like draw. You get some minimal drawing tools, different size brushes, and, and a color palette. Uh, and then what it attempts to do is find pictures based on what you've drawn. Yeah, but the only problem with this is is uh it's a little too simplistic if you have used um pc paint before and i'm sure most of you have um the tools are even more simplistic than pc paint so you mean microsoft paint Ooh, i'm going real old school with pc paint aren't i yeah yeah betraying your age is it is it I thought it was paintbrush. See, this this shows you how long I haven't used that. Well, program. yeah, in, in Windows three point one, it was called paintbrush. <laughs> yeah. Now it's called Microsoft Paint. Yeah. See, I remember it as paintbrush, but since I've been using Photoshop all these years, it just kind of went by the wayside. But um, so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think really that it's asking a lot for any computer to be able to parse visual information like that, um, unless you're some kind of CIA facial recognition technology. Right. Well, I think it's a little bit less of, you know, the the computer than it is maybe the the programming. It's probably very difficult to program. I know there are uh, programs out there they're working on now that uh, where you could actually hum a song and it attempts to uh, find the song you're talking about. Maybe you don't know the lyrics Mm -hmm. of the the artist. And uh, that does pretty well. But, you know, the visual thing can be a, a whole different set of challenges. Right. So, so I'm just kind of playing around with this. I, uh, I uh, painted this all black. It's a pastel black, none mole black. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian doesn't get that reference. No. <laughs> Never mind then. Um, yeah, and it brings up a lot of interesting looking images if you do that. But if you try to actually paint, well, let's say I tried to paint one of my own images <laughs> and see if it would bring it up. 
it didn't but also again it does say like not every image on there is in their index so <clears throat> so no matter uh, how accurate there's probably not yeah there's probably not a good chance mine would have <laughs> turned up anyway yeah been indexed maybe um i tried to draw a pyramid with sand and in a sky and that didn't come up with anything close i tried um what else did i try i tried to draw cars and some other things the, the one uh successful image i did draw that came up was a uh, a simple strawberry with the the leaves and the little black dots and uh, the first thing that came up with a ret was a raspberry but the second one was a strawberry and there's more strawberries um one thing that's amusing though let me let me li link you to this jason okay um you know live is uh <laughs> a boston terrier came up wrapped in a, a blanket so all right yeah this is it's, it's got a little bit of work yeah <sighs> mm -hmm. so strawberry to uh boston terrier <laughs> <sighs> so it, it's just a good way to find i don't know i guess if you go looking for something specific you won't find it but it is a nice way to find uh other things that are visually similar right at least at the very least uh the main color palette with what you use. Hmm. Spider-Man yeah, came up Yeah, it seems to work best if you... Huh? What? Spider-Man also came up because he's got the red with the, oh, the black on it. Oh, look that. I gotta see that. Yeah. That's um, actually kind of a cool pick. I really... I like the results that come from just painting it in with one color. Which oh, is yeah. kind of like that flicker color picker that we did. Or that we talked about uh, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty neat Spider-Man, I gotta say. I'll yeah. look at that in the show notes. I like what the guy's done with the action figure stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if you just play around with this, you'll find some uh, potentially favorited photos, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I favorited a few that I liked, you know. I'm curious to know how they... Uh, um, maybe I should read the About page. How they uh, select their images. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's coming from a specific group or just an index of everybody. No idea, man. Uh, I'm looking real quick. Oh, I guess it's I guess it's a index of interestingness or um, explore. Yeah, I I believe that because uh, most of the picks that come up are pretty pretty high quality. Um, mm -hmm. You know, stuff that looks like it, it would fall into interestingness. So, yeah, definitely check out Retriever. It's another one of those words that uh, you know, like oh, yeah, flicker. Louise. Yeah. Okay, what's the next thing? Okay. Well, uh, has everyone out there seen those uh, digital picture frames? Basically, it's a uh, picture frame, but instead of putting a um, your own physical print that you had developed in there, it takes images from a, um, a card, you know, such as SD card or whatever, or like this one, it could um, display images from uh, a Wi-Fi connection and more specifically images uh, with RSS and Flickr. So now you're probably better at explaining this than, than I am. Uh, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Uh, this is the E-Starling by the way. I like that name. 
Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. Wi-Fi photo frame's got a Wi-Fi chipset. You hang it on your wall. It's an LCD screen, and then it can pull down the RSS feeds from uh, any given photo stream. Uh, although I'm just guessing, I would guess it can only do like one feed. Oh yeah. Uh, other, I don't see any way for it. Even you know, even asking it to do one feed is probably a little too complex. You know, as far as putting the feed URL in. Right. But it's an advertised feature, so they've got to have some way to do it. Um, so basically it just pulls down the uh, feed and I would guess just cycles through the images. Now, that on its on its own, um, I'm not so sure it's worth the $250. Yes. But as a proof of concept, I really like it. Um, it it's definitely cool. I mean, yeah, it, looks, it, it looks, looks aesthetically pleasing right. for a... a digital photo frame now here's let me uh present this to you imagine a few years down the line when uh the sed panels that were just introduced to ces with the ultra high contrast and uh higher oh, let me make sure i don't drool on my mic here <laughs> okay yeah um Beautiful. people who are following the ces coverage would be aware of these but it's a new display panel technology yes as a, most with, let me just tell them this real quick. Most plasma mm -hmm. displays have a contrast ratio of 3,000 to 1, and the upper end of um, LCDs are 1,500 to 1. SCDs are going to be released at 100,000 to 1 contrast ratio. Yeah, so it looked very realistic. Yes. Now, And they're supposed to be cheaper than LCDs to manufacture. So anyway, imagine a device like this. The idea's been around for a long time, but project this into the future when SED panels are as commonplace as LCDs are today. So then you have something that's, I would, you know, museum quality print hanging on your wall. Mm -hmm. And also with the Wi-Fi chipset and being able to cycle through RSS feeds and things like that. Right. That would be worth it to me. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, it may be a while before that happens. Yeah, the you know, this LCD in, in particular is 5.6 inches. So mm -hmm. we're talking about a new technology that's a lot larger than that if they want, you know, the full-sized... Is um, that a 5.6-inch, what, diagonal? Ooh. <clears throat> it, doesn't, it doesn't specify Because that. that would be... That'd be equivalent to, what, like a 3x5 print, maybe? Yeah, and it it's fine for those, That's but... pretty small. It, yeah. So maybe it's more like something to sit on your coffee table or you know, end table or something. That's what it looks like. Um, looks like you could set the interval um, for when it changes pictures... Uh, the the device actually holds thirty pictures um, with an SD card slot. Right. Right. It looks. It also has a support for an email inbox, so that would be cool. So if someone emails you a picture, it shows up on the frame. Right. But uh, Wi-Fi is cool, and uh, this takes yeah. advantage of it. So you know, two hundred. This seems bucks. like the kind of device that would be really good for like a grandma, but. Uh, they probably wouldn't still be able to set it up. Right. They don't. They're not going to know what an RSS feed it's is. Like, yeah. It's like the kind of technology that would be really cool to them. Like, oh look, new pictures can appear on my picture frame automatically. Yeah. But they wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to work it themselves. So if you get one for your your grandparents, then make sure you program it for them and set it up, and then they could get pictures of whatever you want to send to them. Right, and then real techies are going to want something like what Bill Gates has at his house, where, 
you know, you walk into a room and all the artwork on the walls changes to match your preferences and yeah. whatnot. <laughs> Ooh. Ching. Yep. So how are we doing on time? We got a lot of time. I got a about lot. twenty minutes. Yeah. Alright. Um last thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't really have a whole lot to say about it, it's just um something came up and I, I thought maybe I could say a little bit about it just to voice a frustration of mine. Right. Um, this is about the compositions group on Flickr. Now, I've just, I've for one reason or another, I've had composition on the mind lately. Um, and right now I haven't been taking pictures, so I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. But after I've been out with the camera and I'm, you know, in the middle of processing stuff, I become really critical and think, oh, I should have done this differently or whatever. And then I start thinking about ways to apply composition uh, creatively. Right. And what I really wanted was like a group where I could uh, watch and maybe participate in discussions, you know, maybe pick up some new ideas. So I go searching for a group and I find the compositions group and it's got 922 people in it. So I think, ah, yes, there will be much discussion here. Um, then I join and I take a look and there's like nothing. Yeah. But 11 posts, but yeah. look how many photos there are. <laughs> yeah. 15,000 plus, yeah. Uh, 15 and a half thousand photos. So, and I see this a lot on groups where there's, there's no talking going on, but there's all kinds of picture posting. Right. And maybe it's just a flaw in how I interact with the site. Maybe I'm just not picking up on it on what other people are doing but it it seems counterintuitive to me like especially for a group like this where they they want people to like critique and learn right but no one's talking no one's doing that they're just yeah showing off their picks and um, how do you get a discussion started i don't know because i mean i posted a reply a week ago in one of the things and there's been no replies since then man yeah and there's a emphasis on learning on this group but it's Right. You know, and to learn, you need to ask questions, and no one's asking any questions, so... The only thing I can think of is maybe people, instead of having their discussions in the group, uh, maybe they're just looking at the pool, and then going to the individual image, commenting there, and having discussions there. That's um, possible. So maybe that's what I'm missing. I'll click on know. one of them here, and... Well, hmm. Nice lines. One of them just says, nice lines. That... That could be from the uh, group. Could be. Uh, this one has a lot of comments. Um, hmm. Some of these pictures have a lot of comments, and some don't. And it's right. it's hard. It's almost impossible to tell if the people who are leaving comments on this picture didn't just find it somewhere else, or if they're actually from the compositions group and they're leaving um, feedback based on composition. You know they're discussing yeah. it with on within I, the individual picture so see i was expecting or looking for uh something a bit like what the technique group has where you know four to five posts you know 10 at the most each day but still people are talking and offering valuable you know advice and stuff like that right uh but here there's nothing i don't know yeah frustrating because i see it every now and then on uh groups that I really would like to get into like uh, the prime lens group is one and then uh, there was a group for quiet pictures that was another one where there's just nobody talking 
yeah. Now that I look at more, do? now that I look at more pictures, though, I think that they are um, commenting on a per picture basis and not just on the, um, you know, the universal um, message part of the group itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, someone here says beautiful composition. Um, uh, let's see. It's hard to tell. Well, maybe I'm just missing out then. Yeah, I so. don't know. So, uh, nothing else on the agenda. Maybe we better get out of here. Yep, time to time to close the show out. Time to shut her down. Time shut to close down. shop. Turn the lights off. That's a tribute to my old shop teacher. Never mind that. <laughs> Long story. Thanks okay, so how can they get a hold of us, Jason? Um, they can email us. Flickercast at gmail.com. Right. They can leave a comment at our blog at flickercast.com. They Is can it our join the group yeah. and say stuff there. We've got uh, uh, 40 members in the group now. That's awesome. Excellent. Um, everyone's leaving their own pictures. You know, you can put whatever you want, whatever you're proud oh, of. Yeah. And some useful comments, such as Siron's uh, uh, suggestion for searching EXIF data. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm not looking at it now, but someone last week posted uh, information about the top 10 uh, Flickr for video sites, such as YouTube. And we oh, talked yeah. about that one uh -huh. episode, but um, maybe you guys want to check that out. Mm -hmm. So um, so what's the other... There, I keep thinking there's another way to get a hold of us. Oh, uh, the, the Frapper thing. Frapper map. That's uh, on our yeah. page as well. A lot of participation there. People all over the world. You know, thanks. Join hands. <laughs> We're sending our love down a okay. well. Okay, all right, that's enough. No singing. <laughs> okay, I promise. Yeah, you made that mistake on your other podcast. Yeah. Singing James Taylor. Theinvisiblefence.blogspot.com. Plug. Uh -huh. Yeah. Shameless self-promotion. Okay, and if you want, uh, you could vote for us on Podcast Alley. Right. It's always appreciated. Right. Yeah. Okay, and last thing, we got to say that the music this week was provided by music.podshow.com, the Podsafe Music Network. Um, it was the Negatones, Flattened by the Sun. And what Enjoy are we, we going to play the full song? Let's play it. Okay, we tend to do this a lot. And I don't, okay, here, here's a solicitation for feedback. Uh, do, you, do you like it when we play the full song, or um, should we not do that? Should we just kick in a little outro music and leave off there let us know <laughs> okay but for this time we are going to play the whole thing so uh yep that about wraps it up and let's get out of here okay i am brian campbell and i was jason matthews thanks for listening and we'll see you on episode number 12 next week well we won't actually see them well we might okay i doubt it yeah maybe not Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I can't describe what I'm feeling Except that I am feeling beside myself There's no relief from the stress Cracked formula production of indefinite health Lately there has been a retraction I gotta put one down before I am flattened by the sun In the sun In the sun 
That's the worst that can happen if nobody's the captain of a sinking ship. The disillusion isn't breaking and everybody's taking their time with it. Lately there has been a reaction. I gotta get it down to my counteraction to the It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs>